Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. Where did, where, you know, where did the idea come from? How was this birth? It's crazy because kicks and froze. It was just like, and I, it just popped in my head. Like literally the name just was like kicks and froze. Kicks and froze. Kicks and froze. Kicks and froze. Like, <laughs> That's and I was like, I don't have time to do nothing else. Like, why does this idea, like, why, what can I do with it? Why does it keep coming into my head? Yeah. So I just wrote it down. I was like, no, I don't have time um, to do anything with it. I don't even know what it would be. Mm. Um, and then it kept coming to me, kept coming. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just start an Instagram page and, you know, share inspo because women, like, again, I feel like the cycle kind of starting over, they would hit me up like, I love how you style sneakers. I'm looking to get my first pair. I want to be more comfortable, Ooh. but I also want to be stylish. Like, what are some good starter sneakers to get? How do I style them? You always make them look cute. So I was like, oh, I can share, like, inspo. It could be an inspo page, and yeah. I can share, like, inspiration um, for women and sneakers. That was that was it. wasn't thinking, like, oh, it would be anything else other than that, but... Mm -hmm. It started getting a little buzz and growing a little fast. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. What am I doing with this? Like, <laughs> what, is, what is this? Um... What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Armand Lindsay, back again with another episode of Big Boss Talk, the podcast. Listen, I got a... I'm super excited. I was pumped all day at work. You know, I was at the office. I was like, I got to get back home. I got to do a little notes. I got to get my questions down on my car. Like, I was just super pumped about this one just because um, I'm a fan of sneakers. I, obviously, if you can see the back, I'm a fan of uh, just the Jordans, the, the, the sneakers in general, like just being able to put a fly flit, fit together and having the shoes to just, you know, accent, put the sprinkles on top. And I was just like, who other to have on this show um, than the CEO of Kicks and Froze, all right? So listen, let me read off who I got. I got Melissa Chanel Carnegie, okay? Age 36, um, head of global communications at Cantu Beauty um, by day, and then by day and night, she's the voice of Melissa uh, Chanel and founder of Kicks and Froze. Um, college degree, she went to Francis Marion University. She has her BA in public relations, advertising, and applied communication. Years in the profession, she has five years at Cantu. Kicks and Froze, five years, and then uh, Melissa Chanel, 12 years. Man, shout out to all the experience that you have and everything that you can be able to teach uh, to the younger generation. And just hopefully, if whoever's watching, listening, they can pick up on these gems that are about to be dropped. But, Melissa, say what's up to the podcast. 
What's up, y'all? I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat with you. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so now it wouldn't be Big Boss Talk, the podcast, if we didn't do our two truths and a lie. Um, Guest, you know, she told me she had some solid statements. She was ready to go. You know, black people don't lie. They can't lie. You know what I'm saying? They can't lie. <laughs> so I'm going to try to catch this lie and see if uh, if we can rock and roll. So let me get these three statements from you, um, and we're going to go forward from there. Three statements. I have interviewed Beyonce's mom, Tina Knowles. Okay. I have over... 250 pair of sneakers, mm. 250. And the last statement is I skip breakfast every morning and I always start my day with just water until lunchtime. Ooh, that was a nice statement. Okay, so you interviewed Miss Nose. Uh, shout out to the Beehive. Um, you know, it's going crazy with Renaissance right now. Dope album. Uh that's super crazy, like, to be able to interview her mom. I wouldn't put it past you. I mean, I think you've been in, you know, just kind of looking over what I could as far as, like, on social media and stuff. It seems like you're in some rooms that, you know, really have some powerful people, and, and, and you're able to impact some rooms. So I don't want to say that's the lie. Uh, I think you tried to stump me with the the number as far as, like, I got over 250 pairs of shoes. Um, you know, you are... You know, low-key a sneakerhead. I know you said you wasn't a sneakerhead, but you got some heat on that wall. So, um, I don't want to say that. And then the last one was, you said you wake up and you don't eat. You start your day off with water, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the, that's, that's. And I don't eat until lunchtime. You don't eat till lunchtime. So, you could be intermittent fasting, you know. Um, that's dope. I'm going to say the middle one is the lie. I'm, I'm just going to say. The over 250 is a lot. Like, I just think, because we talked about it. He was like, I don't got, you know, 300-something sneakers. Not saying you ain't got over 200. I just don't know if it's over 250. So, I'm going to say that's the lie. Everything else was true. Yep. <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> Let's go. Got it right. Okay. So, talk to me about how did you get to interview Beyonce's mom? Like, what was that like? How did that even come about? Yeah, that was dope. Um, through work, actually, through a partnership with Cantu that we um, sponsored a part of her um, theater launch, the launch of her theater. She opened a theater, her and her husband, in L.A., and we were a part of that launch event. And that also I was able to interview her, talk with her and her husband about the inspiration, about, you know, her being a mom and growing up yeah. um, as an entrepreneur, um, growing up as a, you know, woman owned mm -hmm. business, operated her own business as a um, hair salon owner. So I was able to, you know, get some gems out of yeah. her. She dropped so many gems um, and it was amazing. Felt like somebody's auntie, like I was talking to my auntie <laughs> the whole time. Made you very comfortable, made you laugh. So it was, it was just a really good conversation and a great moment. Listen, man, my wife is super Beyonce, super Beyonce fan, but she loves Miss Tina. So like Mama Tina, she they yeah. she loves her like that's that could be like her mom. So she says, and you know, we out here in Houston. So every time we drive by, she's like, that's Beyonce's neighborhood. I'm like, okay, okay, we get it. Uh, <laughs> but with that, yes, you know, I'm with that. Her. With that interview, I I, I, I do want to ask, like, were you nervous? I, and then I can also, you know, feel like, you know, when you interview somebody like that and you know that's Beyonce's mom, I, you know, I try to do my best as an interviewer. Like, let's just say if I'm interviewing somebody and they're attached to somebody that's super big, I try to stick between the lines of, like, let me talk about you and not 
Beyonce, you know, right, was that right. like was that something that was kind of hard for you to kind of hold back, and then were you nervous at the same time? No, I think because I met her earlier in okay. that day, okay. I wasn't nervous, so it wasn't like I only saw her there for the first time, and then the interview started. Yeah. May have been a little more nervous if that was to happen, but I was able to meet her and be around her earlier in the day, so mm -hmm. I was very comfortable once I started talking to her, and I wanted to know her story was so interesting to yeah. me that I wanted to know more about her because yes beyonce is beyonce but she raised her like she created her yeah. so i wanted to get all of her like knowledge and inspiration and you know just just understand where beyonce and solange got it from so yeah. it was a very great conversation and it was very easy for me to focus on her because she brought them into the story in different ways, into the interview in different ways where I didn't even have to, you know, ask. So it was it was perfect. Yeah, I'm pretty sure by this time, Miss Tina, Mama Tina know how to handle the interview. But it's I mean, I guess you don't really have to talk about Beyonce because you get in the source. You know what I'm saying? Like you. Right. They, they, yes. You know what I'm saying? You get a little bit of their story because she helped raise them. And so I'm pretty sure she answered a lot of the questions that you might have. Um, but again, that's super dope. Um, hopefully, I wish I could see it somewhere. Is it on YouTube? Anything like that? Thank you. Yeah, I'll share it with you. I'll yeah, share it. You it was share. a couple. It was years ago. But okay, I'll share yeah, it with just you share it with sure. me. I would love to just see the questions that you ask because I always try to be a student, um, you know, to the game and just right. Understand. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Thank you. But that's dope. Okay, so then um, what we're gonna do is I got four questions for you just to kind of get to know you. Okay. Um, simple questions. Um, and you ready? Yes, I'm got ready. It. Ready to go. So, what's your favorite kick? Like, what's your favorite? shoe of all time my favorite sneaker is the air force one Ooh. so i that's like the first when i became old enough to like know and understand that was like the first pair i had i tried yeah. to keep clean you know with the toothbrush and some soap <laughs> my dad teaching me and my brother how to clean their sneakers um so the air force ones they're so versatile they go with everything they have different colorways yeah. so that is like my favorite favorite sneaker of, of all time for sure that's dope i would have thought it would i would have thought that it might have been jordan's but you can't go wrong with a AF1, you know what I'm saying? Fresh G Fazos, the whites. I remember you used to have to put the, like for me, I used to take the soap with the toothbrush, but then I take the shoestrings out, wash them, scrub my hands, get the dirt off, yep. take them, put <laughs> yeah. it, line it up on the ironing board, then take the iron and and just steam yes. it out. So it's like, steam, straight, <laughs> to clean them and get them nice and flat. Yeah. Yes, and gotta, all of that. Got to line the strings up. Like, okay, this going to go here, here. Like, it's just the whole <laughs> culture that come with the Air Force One. And, uh, that's, a su yes. that's super dope. Okay, number two, favorite travel spot. I, I know you travel a lot, but what's like your favorite travel spot? Ooh, that's a good one. I love Charleston, South Carolina. Shout out to South That's Carolina. like one of my favorites. It's easy to get to from, I live in Charlotte, North okay. Carolina. So it's only three hours away. Um, I have the beach. I love the downtown area. The food is good. Mm -hmm. So I'm always plugging Charleston and telling people to go visit. But that was hard. If I, that's like somewhere close to me where I could get to if I want to get away yeah. um, or just want a weekend. I would definitely suggest Charleston. But I've been at a lot of places. And that's a good question. Okay. It's, it's very hard to to pick one, but that that probably would be it. Dope. I, I'm so I'm from South Carolina, Rock Hill, South Carolina. So I'm familiar with. Oh yeah. Yeah. So familiar with Charlotte. 
uh, Charleston. I love Charleston. You know, that's kind of like what people just go. Like you see a lot of older people go um, and they retire there. Um, and it's just it's right, super yes. nice to be by the water. Um, great environment. Um, but you're not too far from Greenville, South Carolina right. and just being able to bounce around um, different places. Yeah, I love bouncing around. Like if I want to turn up or hang out, I love Houston. So yep. that will be the the go-to spot for sure. I love visiting. I love the food, the culture, the shopping, everything. Uh, the sneaker culture there is dope too. It is. So um, yeah, I think that, but if I want to chill, I'm definitely going to Charleston and I'm getting away and I'm chilling and I'm eating and I'm, you know, on the beach relaxing for sure. Yep. Dope. And then, so what's your favorite shoe app? Ooh, sneaker app. I would say that's a good one. I love the Nike app only because of like the stories they share on there. I don't, mm -hmm. the sneakers app is a no for me. It's, it's, a, it's a no, no. for you? I don't like it. I don't <laughs> hit on it ever. Every once in a blue moon. So it's definitely not that. Um, I do love the stories they they share and the lives yeah. that they do. So I'm there like for another reason, usually. But um, I would say Goat. I really like the Goat mm. app. If I'm like looking for sneakers that have sold out and I need to try, I want to try to get them or bid on them. I usually go to Goat to like look for those type of kicks because lately, you know, the hype around sneakers now they sell out for no reason. People don't even want them or the resellers out there. Um, so I like that app as well to, um, trade block is also another good app. I trade know block, they're man, based out in, uh, Texas okay. and you can like, you yeah. know, trade kicks and stuff on there. So that's another one. It's hard to just, just pick, pick one, one. Yeah. but I would like, I would definitely say I spent a lot of time on Nike browsing, seeing yeah. what's out there. Um, clothes, shoes, sneakers, all that stuff. Got you. I was going to say, everybody has the same story with sneakers. Um, <laughs> just doesn't work. You know, it just doesn't work. <laughs> uh, it does not work out for us. I'm a huge GOAT fan, so I'm always rocking with GOAT because I can always get something. If I want it, I know I can get it. You know, I just got to be willing to pay the ticket for yes. it. So as long as you're willing to pay the ticket, right. GOAT is where, it's, uh, where it can be. Um, and so that's pretty cool. Uh, I was going to ask you what's the key to winning shoes, but, you know, you say you don't mm -hmm. like sneakers, but, I mean, what do you, is it more luck when Still you win, or do you have skill behind it, like bots, anything like that you bring it into the game? No, I have no skills besides getting family members to try for me, my husband, my cousins, I'll be on there. Um, you know, look at other places. I always tell people, like instead of going in a sneakers app, if they're releasing at other stores, check Foot Locker, check, um, you know, um, Dick's Sporting Goods. A lot mm -hmm. of people sleep on Dick's Sporting Goods and yeah. they be having the Jordans and they all do. the different sneakers too, um, especially online. So I always check DTLR. I'll always check other websites versus going straight to the sneakers app because usually I can hit um, in another way like that. And raffles, mm -hmm. I don't ever win at raffles, um, but sometimes I'll do it just to, you know, try my luck. Yeah, I only want, <laughs> I hit on a raffle a couple of times, but I hit on a raffle when the unions came out. So not those unions, but the the pink colored ones. I hit uh -huh. that night. Dang. And I just didn't I, I didn't purchase the shoe. And then after I saw the resale, I was like, I should have just bought them and then, you know, just flipped them. But it's just things flipped like them. that, you know, yeah. raffles. But that's dope. And so um I appreciate you for answering those questions. Um uh, just to kind of give a little insight about you and your 
uh, hobby, uh, you know, or your likeness of just sneakers. Um, I do want to start from the beginning, how we always do with each guest. What did you want to be growing up? Like, what did young Melissa see herself as? Not what you are today, because I'm pretty sure there's things that change along the way, but what was that first initial thought? I want to be this. Um, As far as I can remember, a sports commentator. Really? Yes, that was like what I wanted to do. I loved it. I thought I was going to do it. I love sports. My friends always get mad at me because like their boyfriends or husbands, I'm like talking to them about games. <laughs> it doesn't matter from soccer to tennis to yeah. football, basketball. I know a little about a lot of a lot of sports. And I would I always kept like stats growing up like my dad I had a job at the recreation department, like keeping yeah. the stats for like little league games yeah. and stuff. I was a cheerleader. I was always the one where you're like, okay, do we need to do a defense cheer or <laughs> offense cheer? Like what's happening? You knew it was going um, on. So sports was always like a part of my life. I loved it. Grew up watching the Tar Heels with my uncle. Um, so I'm a huge Tar Heels fan and a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. No, um, no. But yeah, so I wanted to be a sports commentator. No to the Pittsburgh. You just said Pittsburgh. Yeah. I, I'm, so I'm gonna let you know now. I'm a Baltimore Raven fan. So it's like, oh, you know, okay. So we, like, yeah, we class, yeah, we rivals for real. But we know we gonna set that aside. And we're going to do what's right. We're going to do okay. what's right. Okay, we're going to save it for a different day. Yeah, we'll save, it. save it for a different day. I like it. Okay, cool. So, want to be a sports commentator. Now, talk to me. How did What changed along the way? So, obviously, we wanted to be a sports commentator. Where did the career path change? Where did the pivot happen um, in life that made you kind of so, go around? college. Yeah, college, really. The pivot happened in college. <laughs> I was uh, um, a broadcast major, you know, going into college my freshman year as a broadcast journalism major. Mm-hmm. And I went to um, went to like listen to a workshop of like a few different reporters. Yeah. And one reporter was like, if you want a life, if you want a husband, if you want a family, like this is not the career path for you. Like <laughs> you are going to be working nonstop like you not going to be getting paid a lot. You got to carry your own equipment, do all this stuff. I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, I might need to rethink this. Um, so it was that moment to where I was like, okay, hold up. What can I do to still, like, put me in the, you know, as a part of, like, the sports world, yeah. but where I am able to, like, have a life outside of, of work. Um, which is like, you know, something to really think about is like a 18, 19 year old. And I went, I had one intro to public relations class Mm. and I really enjoyed it and I really loved it. And after my freshman year, I decided to switch over to more of a public relations marketing, um, media track in that way. Got you. That, I mean, shout out to whoever was super honest with you. Um, because I mean, right, I, I, I'm so thankful they were on. Yeah, because a lot of people don't get that. They, um, I would, I started as a mass comm major with. I had, I had a few classes with broadcast, and I, I understood almost like yourself. I, you know, I played college sports. You know, all the way up to my senior year. I, I love football, love sports in general, just like you know most most athletes do. Uh, even if you're not an athlete, just loving the sport. And so, but I found out very quickly, like Stephen A. Smith, somebody that I looked up to. 
like he started super at the bottom. So like when Stephen A. talks, for the bottom, right? he, yeah, like when he talks his talk, like he's you know he has the scars to prove it. Like I was at the mm-hmm. bottom, you know, probably you know sharing rent. Probably sometimes they have enough money to get to where I needed to go. And now is one of the right. highest paid people that's doing it. So it's like you really got to have the passion for it. And I knew deep down I right. didn't have the passion to slum it out until I got my way to the. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't say slum it out, but just grind it right. out. Right, definitely understand what you mean. <laughs> to grind it out yeah. and you know start at the bottom. Which you know we could have had that passion, but it just takes yeah. you know. It definitely takes a lot of work and a lot of, you know, I'm from South Carolina. Like you say, you're from Rock Hill. You got to move to LA or New York. That's yeah. something, you know, we probably didn't see ourselves doing or think about at that moment in life and being so young and being from like, you know, more of the country yeah. part, <laughs> part of the States. So, um, yeah, I would, I was like, nah, let me see what else is out there. And I, I actually waited, but I really enjoyed that PR class and that, and that got me to like switch things around a bit. Super, super dope. What would be, um, because again, um, I have a lot of, a lot of youth sometimes watching this, a lot of just people in general sometimes watch it, but what would be your biggest takeaway from your college experience? Like what advice, because we got kids that's in school now, freshmen, um, we got some people that's switching majors along the way, like just trying to figure themselves out. What's some of your advice that you would give to, you know, college students that, you know, maybe something that you learn. Yeah, I would say like try different things. Internships mm-hmm. are huge. Like try different um, internships, apply for different in- internships in state, out of state, if you have the opportunity to. Um, I would say join like clubs and different organizations at your college or university because that'll bring in different experiences and you'll be able to meet um, different types of people from all walks of life. So I really, I'm really happy that, you know, I was able to have internships. I was able to like join clubs and organizations. I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. So I was, you know, happy to join my sorority while in college and get that sorority experience and that network of amazing boss ass women. So definitely I would say use your, use your resources at school, whether that's, you know, your internships, meeting new people, joining clubs, if sorority life or fraternity life is for you looking into that to see if it's something you're interested in Um, and trying different things. Don't think that you have to know exactly who you want to be and where you're going to be at 18. Like, That's 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 not realistic. Yeah. So definitely use use your that time to try different things, see what sticks, see what you like more than others, um, and use those you know summers or downtimes for sure for internships. Yeah, I love it. I mean, that's a great piece of advice. Um, I, I will say Delta women are some dope women. I married the Delta. Um, the reason why that's I kind of uh, you know the reason why I kind of uh, linked up with you is because of Jesse. Um, or Jessica, uh, okay. from Jesse, uh, Jesse put me on, um, on Instagram. They, her and my wife are sorority sisters. So, you know, I was able to just, okay, kind of yeah. bridge, you know, bridge the connection that way, but shout out to y'all, um, dope, dope. Y'all, y'all are just super dope. You know, all women in general, but a Delta woman, y'all are super dope. So shout out to y'all. Um, and then we uh, appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. And then you talked about, uh, just, experiencing life and just doing so many different things um i do feel like i talk to so many different people and they always say like hey you know it's okay to not have your life figured out at 17 18 yeah. and it's kind of unfair 
that we have to go go in life or you know i know for us to figure out like what do you want to be by 17 18 because now you're getting ready to go into college and now you got to set these four years aside and what if you don't like it you know what if what if you just don't like it you hate it you dread it now you're reversing back trying to reverse back time spending more money to get these things done so i really love what you said about just take your time and do what you think um you know just do so many different things so that's dope now once you graduated uh, what did you have a is this the role? I don't, pretty, I don't think this is the role you had as soon as you graduated, but like, where did you start um, after you graduated? Like, what was it like getting that first job? Did it take you some time? Did you already have something lined up before you yes. graduated? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't have anything lined up. I, my mom lived in Charlotte and mm-hmm. I just knew I was going to move to Charlotte. Okay. Um, I wasn't going back to Camden, South Carolina, where I'm from. I was like going straight to Charlotte and I was going to figure it out there. I was going to get this PR job at a PR firm. And that's what I thought in my head Sounds was going to happen. Um, and then I graduated college in 2008. Okay. So it was like a recession. Nobody was getting jobs. It was like crazy. Um, I worked at Sprint. That was my first job, Sprint Call Center out of college. Um, and I worked there. And I remember gas was so high. It was like <laughs> a lot going on at the time. So I'm, I'm definitely thankful I had my mom to be able to live with her and move in with her until, you know, I kind of got things figured out. But no, I had to like do different things as well. I worked at Sprint. I was a a bank teller at Wells Fargo. I was a store manager at Justice, a little girl's clothing store. Um, And then I worked for NBC as a NBC here in Charlotte as an archives manager, like archiving tape and cutting video and making sure um, other TV stations got different cuts they needed for Uh, their productions. So it it took me a while. I tried. That's why I'm like, try so many different things. I tried so many different avenues. Um, I worked as a researcher at LexisNexis. Um, And then, and that was, you know, I think I was about 25, 26 when I was there. And my best friend, Trell, we grew up together in South Carolina and he called me. He's like, I'm moving to New York. You should move to New York with me. Let's move. And I was like, (laughs) All right, like trying to get them off the phone. I was like, okay, we're moving to New York. And he was like, all right, I'm going to move in um, March. And I said, okay, well, I'll move in April if you're moving in March. Like just saying, just saying it. it. And I actually like started, he was like, you should reach out to the girl you're always talking to on Twitter. That's what he told me at okay. the time, which was this girl I connected with on Twitter. We would just talk. We didn't know each other. Yeah. Um, she had a blog that I read. So we would just talk on Twitter. He's like, you should reach out. She might know, can link you up with like some jobs. So I was like, okay, yeah, reached out to her. She was like, actually, my job is looking for another social media specialist and by that time i had started my blog already because um people women were coming to me for a lot of advice on my hair um that's when the natural hair uh boom had started so after college i didn't have my hairstylist i went natural and you know they asked me about that experience a lot and a friend told me you know you should start a blog so it, during that time of me trying different jobs, I started this blog. Um, and so when she asked me about 
the social media position, I was like, okay, yeah. She was like, well, it's through an agency. I can't tell you what position it is, what job it's for, but you know, you can go through the agency and just see if you get it. Went through the agency. That agency, the lady at the agency was not only like just somebody working there. She like coached me through, like had me updated my resume in different ways, you know, telling me what to put on it sell myself like something I never you know no one told me before so I was able to put my blog work on there I was able to put like freelance work I'd done for a friend at the time um who had a hair care business so those positions like those that work that I created for myself helped me like land this job in New York so I ended up getting the job as a social media specialist for Girl Scouts of the USA their headquarters in New York off Fifth Avenue, moved in April. Let's go. Moved in April. <laughs> they like, didn't plan on it. Yes, just like <laughs> I said I would. So I worked worked from home for three months and actually moved up there. It was in April. Um, and yeah, I went I was there for two and a half years. I always tell everybody like I became a woman in New York, just that hustle and bustle, that grind. Mm. I networked so much, I met so many people. Um, and then that's where opportunity in New York came, um, where I had to work a Cantu event mm. or go to a Cantu event. It was a, a PR event and I met the director at the time there and that's it. the rest was history after that. Man, do you ever think about like, and I don't want you to think like, I, I like when people like go and tell a story because it's, I think it's beautiful to see. And then when I was listening, I'm like, do you ever think, sit back and think like, like wow, you can't even you couldn't even create this story yourself. You know what I mean? Like no. for you to be able to for for one blog, right? Blogging in that time was very like it's it was different, right? But then it's also your the right. natural hair boom. Like I remember that boom like when people were saying I'm going natural. They didn't know how to treat their hair. They didn't know what was going on, like how to make it look good or be professional when doing natural hair. Like that was a huge thing. For you to be able to be like, okay, a friend tell you or somebody tell you, hey, you should start doing blogs. And then you start doing blogs and now you're working on a skill set that now, you know, in the future was going to help you gain the opportunity to have. Right. Then your friend just says, let's go to New York. We just going to, you talking to somebody on Twitter. Like, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like you talking to somebody on Twitter, let's just up and move to New York. Like that's the type of stuff that gets me excited because it's like, you know, you can't tell, like there's no way you could script that type of story and right. I, and I just want people to always look back and just I hope you do and just be like wow like we yeah. connected some dots and you know came a long way I know you got so much more to go but just those little connections that you were able to make and resources that you were able to kind of confide in for help is crazy and just the lady at the agency probably don't know you from a can of paint but was just like let me help right. this girl let, let me let me get this girl right so she can get this job you know what I'm saying like that's the type of stuff that I'm like, you know, that's that's dope. Like, that's what we here on Earth to do is just kind of help people out, yes. assist what we can, and just help people get them in the right rooms um, that we feel is, is necessary for them. So, shout out to you um, and your story. Beautiful Thank story. Thank you. Yeah, beautiful story. Yeah, I'm always thankful. I've always, like you said, think about, like, dang, I, I came from here, just started a blog because people were writing me on Facebook. And I was always answering questions on Facebook right. and came from 
one of my best friends, Taranique, like, just start a blog or something. And I'm like, a blog? I start Googling, looking around. It was no information on starting, like, a blog or that what that was at the time. I had to go and, you know, really dig. Now it's, like, really easy to find. Um, But back then it was much harder to dig. So I'm definitely thankful for all the opportunities, all the people that, you know, help me along the way and continue to put like my name and my business's name in rooms that I'm not even in. Mm. Um, so I'm definitely always thankful for that. And thankful for, for the journey for sure. That's a beautiful thing. Um, and so that, that, that's dope. So obviously this is still, um, I, I love the transparency to be able so when see, people see this, like, it, you know, it just doesn't happen overnight. Um, you know, that's the whole right, thing. Like, right. You have to put it in. The, so you got to start somewhere. Uh, I'm not saying mm-hmm. not every success story where you have to be sleeping on the carpet or homeless or anything like that. Like we got to get that notion out of there, right. but you got to start somewhere and put a little bit of muscle behind your dreams and, and, and aspirations. But um, as far as for the podcast, because it, it is very much um, educational, can you tell me what does the head of global communications at Cantu Beauty do on your day to day? Like what is your day to day? And you know, what makes you great at what you do? Yeah, so oh, my day to day is <laughs> different on some days, but tons of emails, tons of working with agency partners like our PR agency, our creative agency, our social media agency, um, working with our partners to make sure we're on top of photo shoots, the look and feel of you know, product launches, um, models, influencer campaigns. So I kind of manage all of that and bringing that to life in-person events. Um, So that's usually kind of me managing those relationships, managing those different um, events and ideas and things that we want to pretty much bring to life digitally mm-hmm. um, and, and socially. And and also, you know, get to have fun. Sometimes I'm a part of those photo shoots, a part of those video shoots as well, yeah. um, because we I connected with Cantu from my influencer side. So that was something that's always cool when you can get to know a brand. I be- became their national ambassador. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, you know so much about this brand. Can you come work for us? So being able to connect with them in that way and then come and work for them and and work my way up and basically manage all these partners and bring in our our product story and our product vision um, to life for our Cantu crew, everybody who sees and watches and wants to, you know, um, try the brand, use it, supporters of the brand. So um, I get to travel. I travel a ton yeah. for work, uh, which is cool, a ton to different events or things that are happening um photo shoots i have one coming up for a new launch we have launching q1 of next year so we like to plan early so we're getting that out of the way this year so yeah it's a really cool job brings me into a lot of different opportunities a lot of work um a lot of you know making sure things stay together so it's written project management as well so it's really cool i really love my team we're a black-led team um so the the company that owns cantu they really let us lead the brand so i have um black vps who's a, a guy black women who are is the vp of marketing um the director of the brand myself so and our agency partners so it's always um, it's cool to be, you know, be able to work for a team, yeah. a black led team. Um, and they really trust us. This company really trusts us. 
um, with the brand and know that we're that it's in good hands. So Man. I love I love my day job. It gets busy. I don't know how to do it all. A lot of people ask me that. I'm like, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> But it gets done, and I, I really love working with like such a great team for sure. That's awesome. I mean, it seems like you wear multiple hats, um, and I can see how your day job obviously helps assist with the baby projects because you're able to take what you learn, what you do, and apply it um, to your smaller projects. So that's that's I you know see the correlation in the, the events that you guys throw and just how you are able to market yourself and things of that nature. Um, how would I guess what, would, what I guess what the question is obviously you were a kind of like an influencer at first and and then obviously Cantu reached out to you and said hey we want you know want to work with you let's just say a, a, a kid um, doesn't is not necessarily an influencer what's the best way to get on a company's radar to do what you do like maybe they're not an influencer but they want to kind of get into that role maybe with a different company maybe they feel like they see something that that's something that they want to do and be a part of, but just in a different way. How, you know, how do they get in that room? Yeah, I would say definitely show the brand that you're um, a supporter and connected to them by, you know, commenting on different things they may be doing, attending in-person events and meeting, meeting the um, crew or the people who are there working on behalf of the brand. Mm -hmm. um, I will also say like, networking on D in dms like okay. slide in D brands dms um also linkedin it's also a great source to go and look for people who um work for the brand and then sending them an email of you know what you have in mind your work what you do how you feel that you'll be a great fit or how you be a great fit to the brand yeah. um those are some ways that you can connect and some ways i did of how i you know kind of connected with Cantu. It was organic at first. I was sharing them organically because it was something I used mm -hmm. organically. Um, and then the relationship built from that. So I was I would suggest that, like, you know, showing them how you use the product in your everyday life, sliding in their DMs, mm -hmm. commenting, attending events so they see you meeting the team, um, you know, putting yourself out there to get to know the brand on a different level and show them that you're inter interested and you're serious. Yeah, you gotta have that hustle mentality as far as like going to yeah. get what you want. Like you can't just sit back and think it's just gonna pop up. Um, you gotta kind of go get those and snatch those opportunities where you can. Um, as I sit and talk to more people, even when I look at sometimes myself, like I don't think that I'm being ambitious. I just feel like I'm doing something that I love to do. Like. You know, for you, you just felt like, you know, this is what I enjoy to do. Like, you know, it's not really me being mm -hmm. ambitious, but the opportunity came, you capitalized on it, and you were able to, you know, prepare yourself to, right. to where you are now. And and I just want a lot of kids to understand, like, you know, again, like, it, it takes work. It starts from somewhere, but you, you got to work. Yeah, yes. you got to be willing to work, and, it, and it, you got to go get what you deserve and what you feel like you deserve, and, um, and I think it's possible for any and everybody. So that's a good segue into your baby project. So I can't, you know, we we really got to get into kicks and froze. Um, I want to know where did the idea come from? Like, how did it start? Where did the, where, you know where did the idea come from? How was this birth? It's crazy because kicks and froze. It was just like, and I, it just popped in my head. Like literally the name just was like kicks and froze. Like, 
That's and I was like, I don't have time to do nothing else. Like, why does this idea, like, why, what can I do with it? Why does it keep coming into my head? Yeah. So I just wrote it down. I was like, no, I don't have time um, to do anything with it. I don't even know what it would be. Mm. Um, and then it kept coming to me, kept coming. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just start an Instagram page and, you know, share inspo. Because women, like, again, I feel like the cycle kind of starting over. They would hit me up like, I love how you style sneakers. I'm looking to get my first pair. I want to be more comfortable, but I also want to be stylish. Like, what are some good starter sneakers to get? How do I style them? You always make them look cute. So I was like, oh, I can share, like, inspo. It could be an inspo page, and I can share, like, inspiration um, for women in sneakers. That was was it. Wasn't thinking, like, oh, it would be anything else other than that, but... Mm -hmm. It started getting a little buzz and growing a little fast. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. What am I doing with this? Like, what is, what is this? Um, so just wanted to figure out what we could do, how we could do more. We created merch um, just to continue getting the message out there of what Kicks and Bros is. We created a website and we, we sell merch on our website. We added a blog to it now. We have a newsletter now. Um, we've had partnerships with Nike, with Jordan. Um, it's been just like a really cool journey, fast paced, something that I didn't wasn't expect to happen. <laughs> and from an idea that just like popped in my head one day, like kicks and froze like that. You could do something with that. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it just kept coming. And I kept trying to push it away. Like, no, I don't have time this idea I wish it would go away like I have my blog I have this full-time job like nothing else I need I don't need to do anything else um but it just kept coming to me and I wanted to you know just be an inspiration and and help women in the sneaker space and in the sneaker culture just to have a voice and show that you know we are here we're collectors we're designers we work for the nikes and the ditas and the new balances of the world um in high positions and we love sneakers we love talking about them we love styling them we like rocking them we like displaying them um attending events around them. It doesn't just have to be sports, you know, other things as well. And we design sneakers too. So I just wanted to get that message out there for black and brown women, because I felt like it was a lot of different platforms out there, but I didn't see anybody that looked like me on them, like ever until you called them out and said something. Then they threw one up there and then that was it. They go back to the regular schedule program. And I wanted to, you know, have a platform where I share more of that. So just a community for black and brown women um, to build sisterhood, to connect, to, you know, learn more about sneakers, how to style them, how to wear them, where to buy them, kind of all, all that good stuff. So I'm excited to where it's going, where it's come from, to where it is now. It's happened so fast. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, that's kind of like our, our story of kicks and froze and how we came to life. But our merch really helped us, you know, elevated the brand to get out to more people. And our sneaker money pouches, those were kind of like my my hit um, piece of merch piece that of I made for myself for a sneaker ball. Okay. And just to have something different. And I shared a picture on my Melissa Chanel channel and people were like, I want I one. That. I'm like, oh, I'll show you how to make it. And they're <laughs> like, no, we want to buy it. So <laughs> that kind of helped. 
kickstart things too. You know, people gonna pay for that convenience. Like, nah, we ain't gonna make it. We want you. Yes. To, we want you to make it. We will just buy it from you. So I love. I mean, I love it. I think you know, just looking at the social, the social media, um, understanding you know, kind of your mission behind it, because it's it's very well just much displayed. You know, just seeing a lot of black and brown women that come together, fresh kicks on point, you know what I'm saying? And just be able to collaborate about, you know, get into the story behind it, get into where the idea came from, you know, like that's just something like you don't see often. Um, it's coming more prevalent now just because the sneaker, the, the way the sneaker game has blown up. Um, because I remember you could get dunks for 80 bucks, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the one, of, it was one of the cheapest shoes, one of the cheapest shoes out there. And now it's a hundred, sometimes a hundred, hundred and fifty, and then if you miss it, then they bounce up to like two hundred, two fifty. So it's like to see that type of inflation on the sneaker game it is wild to me. And just to see ladies embrace the culture, really, uh, you know, have a voice and have a say um, in the culture is it is super dope and, and is well needed. I will, I do want to ask, when did you feel like, when did you see the the takeoff of kicks and froze? Like when did you, when did you know like, oh, I got some? You know what I mean? Like. What was that that DM? What was that 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 picture? That you know the 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 blog? Which one was it that you were like? Oh, I got some. Uh, I think it was like we were included on like an Essence roundup, or an Essence hit me up to have a get a quote from me for an article, and that's what I was like, okay. Mm. I think we might have something here. Yeah. Um, like I think I have to keep doing it. Um, and, and when people started reaching out to me, like, oh, I love what you're doing with kicks and froze. Like, how can I help? And I was like, Ooh. what? Like, I've never had like women just reach out to me asking how they can help. Like, you know, do you need anything you need like to help pitch or do you need help with graphics or with, you know, social content writers? Like it was just so many women were coming, um, at different ways asking me, you know, how they can help and be a part of Kicks and Froze. So those were like two special moments when I knew like, okay, girl, you got something. Keep it going. Keep doing it. Yeah. And and accept that help. Um, I had to teach myself that too early on. Like, accept help yeah. um, because it can get very, very busy. Got it. So, I mean, I, obviously we see that it's, you know, it's growing. Um, it's doing very well. How did you, you know, how did you, was there emphasis on you growing the community? Like, what would you say helped you grow your community of Kicks and Froze? Because it's one thing to obviously post something and, you know, obviously get the attraction. Maybe you already had your own natural buzz already. But, like, how did you gain the community to where you're doing retreats? You're, you know, you're doing things at NYC. You got a group of people joining together uh, to meet and talk about shoes or do little creative things like that. How did that community grow? And what did you do to, you know, grow it? Yeah, I think it grew because I do have my Melissa Chanel platform where I'm a blogger and I have a community and an influencer, digital creator. Um, so I had that community there Got already, um, which they love my style and how I wore sneakers. So, you know, I made sure to promote like what I was doing on Kicks and Froze over on my Melissa Chanel channels, showing them like me as a small business owner, like 
shipping orders, like doing what I purchased to help my business, different things like that. And and then also having that merch helped me get the buzz out there as well. And word of mouth, sharing different women on the platform, mm-hmm. that means they reshared it on right. their platforms. Um, so getting, getting the word of mouth out there in that way. And people like always are telling people about kicks and froze, which I'm very thankful and very happy. So it was a lot of word of mouth, a lot of me cross promoting and sharing, you know, like the birth of this new venture for me, um, this new business for me um, through like tips and things that I did behind the scenes over on my Melissa Chanel channels. So those things help for sure. Trying to be a part of any like conversations locally, um, also helped yeah. going out in the community yeah. and doing things locally, having, like you said, small events and things like that helped too. That's dope. I, I love it. I mean, obviously we, we see the hard work. It is, you know, being presented. Um, I, I just wanted to get your take on like how that community, because a lot of times, um, you know, people in the social media world, you got to have that community to really make that impact. And just how can you bring the community together? How can you keep them entertained? How do you keep them engaged? It's not just you posting. I think what you guys do uh, on your page is very, you know, thought out. Um, you know, that's from just the outside looking in. I don't know if it's just like, now nah, we're going to mm-hmm. post it because it's cute or whatever the case may be. But it does look very, you know, just thought out, very presentable. Um, it's just... It, it just seems likable. And like I said, I think the skill that you bring to Cantu, you know, is something that just rubs off naturally and you're able to take, you know, something that's on maybe a little bit larger scale and see what they do and your collaborations yeah. that you work with at work and just put it over here, you know, just from the outside looking in again. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. Uh, that's just kind of how no yeah that that is a lot i try to include the community in a lot like this is not just my company this is ours so i try Mm -hmm. to include them bring them in for different things ask them questions be very engaging you know share things that's within sneaker culture happening in the Mm -hmm. moment but also having a scheduled out of different things that we're doing and sharing throughout the months and weeks um For sure. And just making sure we get that feedback. What type of post do you want to see? What type of merch do you want to see? Mm-hmm. You know, making sure we're asking who you want to see interviewed, making sure we ask those questions and include our community in everything that we're doing to make them feel like, you know, kicks and pros is just as much as theirs as it is in mine for sure. Yeah, I like it. So, well, listen, Melissa, we came, I mean, believe it or not, it's been close to an hour. Uh, you know, it's yeah. 53 minutes. I mean, I've had a great time. I had a blast. I hope you had a blast. Um, you know, I Me just too. learned a lot just from your story, um, from what you were able to do, what you're able to develop and birth. Um, obviously, you know, at Big Boss Talk, the podcast, we wish nothing but success for all the people that we have on the show. Um, and if there's any way, you know, I, I don't try not to I always say, like, I don't want this to seem like, transactional or anything like that like i'm a promoter from here you know from here on out you know what i mean so like if you got something going on as far as like a a post anything there like i want to share it i want to get the word out um i want to be you know part of the kicks and furrow fam and just help support from afar all the way out here in houston so i really appreciate it um the opportunity 
Yes, no, thank you, of course. And same both ways. Anything you have going on, let us know. Let me know. We got you um, for sure. And I appreciate the support. Appreciate you having women on and just talking to women and getting different perspectives um, as far as career and job and work uh, paths. I also think this is great what you're doing for like younger generation and just letting them hear our stories and you know how they can do things because like you said it does take work and you have to do the work mm -hmm. I think a lot of times you know we see and younger generation um, sees a lot of that instant gratification on social media just showing you people just show you their highlight reel they're not yeah. showing you like all the grunt work they're doing behind the scenes they're just showing you that final product so just knowing that you know, you got to put in that work if if you're trying to be the big boss. Yeah, for you know sure. <laughs> it, it, it costs to be the boss. That's what they say. Um, but uh, I, I, I appreciate it. Um, I, I just want to say thank you again. Um, and you hit on, like I said, the end it. You hit on a lot of great things, and we're just gonna leave it at that. Um, I just need two recommendations, or if you have any. This is how we keep the podcast moving, as far as like uh, recommendations. So if there's two people that you may have um, on your mind, maybe that was super will fit the mold of this podcast and what we have going on somebody that you may think is super dope they have a lot going on do you have any two people in mind or is it something that you have like let me think about it because i've had that happen before two too. people that i think are really dope dang i should have thought about this before i know so many cool people so maybe i think you should talk to my best friend trail thomas so okay. trail world on Instagram and social medias. Um, his story is amazing. I think you'll get so much out of it. Your audience will get a ton out of it and leave so inspired. Dope. So I think chatting with him will be really dope. And let's see. My girl Vic Styles. So okay. I think her story is amazing. She was a stylist. She lives in New York now. She's a creator. She also owns her own um cannabis company line okay. so she's really doing dope things in the cannabis space as a black woman um and she has a podcast too with another uh creator called content queen so i think she would bring be able to bring some dope things to you guys and i'm not sure if you had tasha on from houston she owns her grails uh -uh. Um, mm -mm. down in Houston. So definitely look into Tasha as well. I send you all three of them. I know you said yeah. two, but I said it's three. Fine. No, um, I had we, to send you somebody local too. The more the more the So million. yeah, <laughs> thank you, Shane. <laughs> yes. We, so I'll send you all their info so you can connect with them. I'll connect you guys. Um, so you can connect with them and possibly have them on for sure. And I appreciate it so much. Um again. You have a wonderful night. I think everybody's going to enjoy this when it comes Thank out. Um, I can't wait till it comes out so people can see and uh, see your journey and see where you guys are going because uh, the future, the, you know, the sky's the limit. So thank you, um, and you have a wonderful Thank night, you. okay? Thank you. Good night.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.